Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. How we do. It's not wanting it, this is how we do. Um, so you're welcome to church. My name is Lola Day. I'm one of the leaders here at the Gap Church, and this is our second service. So for some people, we're here at 9.30 a.m., and you are at the 11.30 a.m. service, so thank you for coming this morning. Please, can you look at your neighbor and just give them like a compliment, please? Honest compliment, you're in the presence of God. Don't tell them their wig is looking nice if you can see the lace. Be honest. All right. As from where I'm standing, you all look beautiful this morning. Thank you. Thank you. See, I got a compliment too, because you all just give me your neighbor. I forgot I'm also your neighbor. All right. Um, and this is our baptism Sunday for, for those that are wondering why there's a pool. Now we're not swimming, the snow, no dipping. We are getting back. Some people are getting baptized today. Can I get an amen? All right. Awesome. And first, I want to shout out my sister. Last week, my edges gone. I've decided not to restock on edges anymore because Gapture just keeps taking it. So we celebrate you. God bless you. All right, so this morning, I have been given a pretty to share the word, um, and I'm going to do it as quickly as possible because we have people getting baptized today, um, and I'm so excited to be a part of that journey with them. And so for a lot of us, how many people have heard of baptism before? Let me know the crowd. Okay, never heard of baptism before. Okay, so I have people that have heard of baptism. Okay, that makes my work a lot easier this morning. Isn't God good? Okay, let us go to Matthew 3, 16 to 17. Can I have the NLT, please? Matthew 3, 16 to 17. And the Bible says, after his baptism, as Jesus came out of the water, the heavens were opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. Verse 17. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son. Which bring, who brings me great joy. Then let me go Matthew 4, verse 1 and 2. Matthew 4, 1 and 2. And Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. Verse 2, for 40 days and 40 nights he fasted and became very hungry. Let us pray. And so, our Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this word that we're about to share Lord, we ask you, oh God, that you breathe on this word. Father, oh God, we pray that even as it comes into our heart, the Bible says, it said that as, as after Jesus left, he said that he spoke and my heart burned when he spoke. Father, let our hearts burn when we hear this word, oh God. Father, Lord, we pray that I decrease and you increase. I'm ready to learn, oh God. Father, teach us and that your name will be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. My topic today is after baptism. After baptism. So, I, um, there's before baptism, before you make decision, there's the during baptism. And today I'm talking about after baptism. But before I go after, I'm just going to run quickly on just what baptism is about. Why do we you know, get baptized? What's the whole idea of baptism? Can, I, can you guys please take me to Colossians 2 verse 12, please? Colossians 2 verse 12, please. Um, the message, thank you. Uh, okay, I'll just read it from 11. It says, entering into the fullness is not something you figure out or achieve. I'm reading the message. It's not a matter of being circumcised or keeping a long list of laws. No, you are already in... 
thinking. You're already in, in, inside us, not through some secretive initiative, right? But rather through Christ, through what Christ has already gone through for you, destroying the power of sin. If it's an initiation ritual you're after, you've already been through it by submitting to baptism. Going under the water was a barrier of your old life. Coming up out of it was a resurrection, God raising you from the dead as he did Christ. When you were stuck in your old sin, dead life, you were incapable of responding to God. God brought you alive right along with Christ. Think of it, all sins forgiven, the slate wiped clean, the old arrest warrant canceled and nailed to the cross. It stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their sham authority at the cross and marched them naked through the street. That's just a picture of what happens when you get baptized. You die with Christ. He says you're resurrected. Your slate, your, your plate is clean, wiped clean. You are now a new creature. The Bible says that old things are passed away and behold, all things are what? Become new. So that's basically just a rough introduction of what, what happens when you get baptized and why people are doing this. It's a way of identifying. If you go to First Peter 3, verse 21, it says that the water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also, not the removal of dirt from your body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. And so this is what happens. Now you are identifying with the actions of Christ, and now you are clean and made new in Christ. But today I want us to look at a picture of what happens after you get baptized. The Bible says that we use, start building without first counting the cost. So I want us to count the cost a little bit. After I make this decision, what, is, what does it look like? What is my life after the decision is made? And there are three categories of people that I believe are in this crowd right now. There are people who is about to make this decision that needs this full information. There are people who have not made this decision. It's not made it. Probably hopefully by the end of the service we will make it. And need this information. And there are people who have made it, who are on the other side, but their other side does not look like what it should look like. So you'll find yourself this morning. And so we're going to go straight into what happens after baptism. I was reading Matthew before, but I want to read Luke 3. Luke 3 from verse 21, please. And the Bible says, one day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself baptized as he was praying, the heavens opened. And so my first point here is what happens when I come out of the water? The heavens are opened. The heavens are opened. What does it mean to walk under an open heaven? What does it even mean for the heavens to be open? It means that the, the Bible says that when the window of, you know, window of heaven is open, he said he opened the window and released blessing. It means that there's an opening. That means there's a way in which God can communicate. God can release God can give commands. God can give assignment. There's an opening. The Bible says that Jesus, the moment Jesus came out, the heavens were opened. It is God's job to open the window, the doors or open heavens for us. But it's our own job to maintain it. And so what happens now? Jesus now started to walk under an open heaven. For 30 years, Jesus was just doing what Jesus wanted to do. And then the moment he came out of the water and the heavens were opened, from that moment till he died, he never got an unanswered prayer. From that moment till he died, he was raising the dead. From that moment till he died, he was healing the sick. From that moment when he died, he was seeing visions. From that moment till he died, he was having encounters. Because he started walking on an open heavens. For 30 years, we didn't hear anything about an encounter. 
Even when Jesus went into the temple, it was, it was just that and that. That's it. In, in fact, his parents were really upset with him. <laughs> so for 30 years, heaven was silent over Jesus. The devil didn't even know who he was. So for those that are making this decision, the moment you come out of the water, the heaven over you is permanently open. Now, it is your job to maintain that openness. Because you can step out of it and the heaven can get closed over your life. And for those who have already made the decision, think about it. Am I under an open heaven? Do I get revelations? Do I get encounter? Can I hear God? Are my prayers still going unanswered? So what's the significance of getting baptized? We've, we've made this thing so much of a religion that we've, we've lost what it's really about. This says we're identifying with Christ, meaning that everything that Christ went through, that means I'm going through it. It says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So that means that if Christ is going under an open heaven after getting baptized, someone who was without sin, that means that I should be walking under an open heaven. But something significant happened after the heavens were opened over him. The next point I have. The Bible said, and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him. And so the next thing that happens when the heaven opened over Jesus was there was a release of the Holy Spirit. But then I had a tussle with the Holy Spirit on this. Because and we know of a lot of people, probably even us, speaking in tongues. Probably, you know, there's been an impartation and you feel like I have the Holy Spirit, but I have not gotten baptized. It was even in the Bible. Bible said even with Peter after they had, you know, he had preached to them. He said he released the Holy Spirit upon them with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And then they were like, oh, should we get baptized, blah, blah, blah. And the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to two things. He said a lot of people, they signify, they attach the Holy Spirit to speaking in tongues. Bible said, Jesus said, he said, I would give you the helper. He didn't say I'll give you tongues. And who preached this last week? He said, do you have the fruit of the Spirit? And then the second thing the Holy Spirit told me, he said, think about it. Jesus' father was the Holy Spirit, Spirit as Jesus. Because the Bible said, he said, the Holy Spirit will overshadow Mary. So the baby she had was a product of the Holy Spirit and a woman. So he had the Holy Spirit in his bloodstream. But then there's a release of the Holy Spirit after he gets baptized. So that means there's a capacity that Jesus will never walk in without that release of the Holy Spirit. And the next thing that happened was the next verse. The Bible says the voice came from heaven and there was a public identification. And that's my third point. There's a public identification. Let me give you an example. The Bible said when Jesus was 12, he had gone to the temple and he had talked. And he had, people were like, oh my God, who is this person? This person has knowledge about but then after that, we hear nothing about Jesus anymore. But after Jesus, after this public identification, the next time Jesus will go to the temple, the Bible said crowd were following him. Because now there's been an identification. There's been a stamp of approval from heaven. He said, anyone who publicly acknowledges me, this is Matthew, let me be sure. Matthew 10 verse 32. He said, if you acknowledge me on earth, I will acknowledge you with my father. So in this moment, Jesus got a stamp of approval for an obedience that he did. And then Jesus, God didn't just say, this is my son. Another version who says, hear him. 
So most of us, we think after getting baptized, I should start walking in my calling, walking in my destiny. Now there's a process that you skip. You have to get a year him anointing that happens when you get baptized. Until God said, hear him. Everything Jesus said in the temple at 12, they forgot the moment he stepped out. Until we got that, hear him anointing. Between 1 and 30, the devil didn't know who Jesus was. In a moment when Jesus stepped out of the water, the Bible said the devil followed him into the wilderness. He said he was seated amongst wild beasts for 40 days and 40 nights. So the moment you step out, God doesn't just identify you. The devil knows who you are now. That's the public identification I'm talking about. But you see, the, the, the great thing about before and after is the last point I have today. You are led by the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible tells me now that in Matthew 4, it says, and Jesus was full Let's not, when you study the word of God, pay attention to some words. See, the and and the but are very important. The adjectives are very important. It, says, it didn't say partially. It said now he's full of the Holy Spirit. Where did the Holy Spirit lead him to? The wilderness. It said Jesus is now full of the Holy Spirit. We, for 30 years, Jesus was never led by the Holy Spirit, even though he was born of the Holy Spirit. The Bible said it was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. Is the Holy Spirit still leading you? I've been baptized. Uh, I have a card to show for you. I posted it on my Instagram. <laughs> Out of the water. <laughs> when last did the Holy Spirit lead you? When last did you hear his voice? Have you been walking under a closed heaven? So are you really baptized? He said, as Jesus was praying, then he got baptized. Some of us don't even pray before we get baptized. When they are baptizing, you are not even praying. After they are done, you still did not pray. <laughs> and so you just got a deep, a wash. Just quickly, for those that did not bath in the morning, just helped. <laughs> just saying. Quickly, just, just letting missing his soap. Praying. As Jesus was praying, the significance of this, of this action ties to the praying. He was led by the Holy Spirit. And he was led where? To the wilderness. And that's my favorite part of this because we all want to skip the wilderness journey. To the showing, to the platform, to the I've been baptized I've done all the steps. I've repented, gotten baptized. It is time for me to start ministry. It's the step we know. It's the step. I can speak in tongues. I've gotten baptized. I've repented. I'm in the church. Why am I not on the platform? But the Bible said that Jesus was led to the wilderness. And for 40 days and 40 nights, he did not eat. And then my favorite part of this entire story was is an NLT from, I think, yes, thank you. You are in the spirit. Bible says, he fasted and became what? The moment you step out, you become very hungry. But not hungry for the things of God. See that all that desires in you is going to increase. 
He's going to be great. He said it was Jesus himself that had the ability to turn stone to bread was hungry. Not just ordinary hungry, he was very hungry. And you see what the hunger did? The hunger attracted the devil. And the devil came, I know you are hungry. Let's talk. You get very hungry. Because the Holy Spirit will intentionally take you to the wilderness because I'm not going to let you come on this platform and disgrace the entire body of Christ because you're dealing with hunger. He said, I'm going to keep you in the wilderness. So when the lust of the eyes come, we're going to deal with it together. When the lust of the flesh come, let's deal with it. When the pride of life come, let's deal with it. So at the end of the wilderness, you can now step out in power. You cannot step out in power. So those 40 days, that wilderness season, you're going to get into it. You have to be in it. Because that is when, because of the Holy Spirit inside of Jesus, it can use the words like it is written and it becomes effective. Because I can quote the Bible, but my word doesn't carry power. My word doesn't carry the Holy Spirit. So I can say it is written and the devil will give me back the word. Oh, I can say it is written with the backing of the Holy Spirit and he's going to take a step back. See this water baptism? It's way more than we take it. It's bigger than just putting yourself inside water. Stop attaching it to religion. Stop attaching it to a process. They tell me that I don't need it. I will make heaven anyways. Then just stay in heaven. Why come here and make a difference on earth? And my favorite baptism story, and this I'm going to round up, is in act. We all know the story of, for those who don't know, there's a story of Philip with the Ethiopian eunuch. And the Bible says that this man was a faithful man. This man was a, he was a man that was so good that he was given to be in charge of money. He said he was a treasure, he was, he was, in, yeah, he was in, in charge of all treasury. So he was literally under the queen of the Ethiopians. And he was so faithful. And the Bible said he was even coming from the temple. And he was studying the word. This is a typical picture of a good Christian. Faithful, going to church. In, his, in the workplace, they see him as a you know, good person, humble, honest, all of that. And he was studying the word. But the Bible said something. He didn't understand what he was reading. I'm going to church every Sunday. Yet I still don't understand what I'm studying. And the Bible said the Lord told Philip, the Holy Spirit led him to the man. And he said, okay, so what are you doing? Uh, uh, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how do, will I understand if nobody explains to me? And the Bible said Philip taught him and explained to him and opened his mind to it. And he was, and he was excited. He had learned a lot. And the Bible said, then Philip led him to Christ. So you're telling me every time this guy went to the temple, he wasn't a Christian. The Bible said that. Um, Philip led him to Christ. And after it was done, he said to Philip, that's the water I should go get baptized. And the Bible said Philip led him to the water and got him baptized. And the Bible said the Holy Spirit came and took Philip. And the man was doing what? He went away rejoicing. See, that part rejoicing, it, it struck something for me because this was somebody who did not understand what he was reading. The person that explained it to him just left. So what happens next week when I'm reading Ezekiel, I don't understand. 
he was rejoicing now because he knows he had the Holy Spirit. He has the spirit of understanding. So even though Philip is no longer with me, I have the spirit of understanding. But there was a process that Philip took him through. So I might have been a Christian or a churchgoer, effective, faithful, but I might not have repented. The Holy Spirit does not lead someone he doesn't know. He doesn't release his spirit on someone he doesn't have a relationship with. Before water baptism, you need to do the spiritual baptism. Which is to identify. I love, if you've ever been at a baptism, they always say, I what? Identify. See that identification. If you don't identify with Christ, then you cannot die with him. You cannot be resurrected with him. And he's not going to give you the Holy Spirit because he doesn't know you. So you can't skip the process and say, because they've told me now that I'm under open heavens when I get baptized, let's go. It's important that that first step is never skipped. The repenting part. Repenting is not remorse. Repenting is not regret. Don't confuse it. You might regret your action. Does not mean you won't do it again. Remorse means you were caught. So you feel bad because somebody's suffering for it. But repentance means I have offended somebody. I've offended God, my creator. And I'm ready to die. We talked about when we talked about true repentance. Turn away from it. And so that's one of the most important steps. And so, like I said at the beginning of this, there are three categories of people here. For some of us who have said to ourselves, I have been baptized. After baptism, has your life looked like this? Have you been under an open heaven? Because you speak in tongues doesn't mean you walk in the full capacity of the Holy Spirit. So am I walking in the full capacity of the Holy Spirit? Am I being led by the Holy Spirit? My identification, am I now being identified? People see me and they know. I don't have to tell them I go to church. If you, all of these things don't fall, then maybe you need to get baptized again. And do it now with understanding. Do it praying. Not hoping that your friend takes a picture. And for those who are getting baptized, I hope I've given you a picture of what it looks like after you make this decision. I promise you, your life is going to change if you do it right. Because from that moment to when Jesus died, 30 years versus 3 years, he did more in 3 years than 30 years. And so the next phase of your life will be better than, way better than what you're coming from. And for the last people who's not even made a decision at all, that somebody has told you that you don't need it to be saved, or be to go to heaven or whatever. I hope I'm able to let you understand that you're missing out on something. There's a capacity that you can walk under that you are not even able to get to because of this one decision. But everything starts from repentance. Everything starts from identification. And so I want us to bow our heads real quick. And before I do the altar call, I want us to pray. For those who would get baptized, for those who have been baptized before, for those who will now make the decision to be baptized. 
I want us to be to pray, and our prayer is simple. Holy Spirit, lead me. You can never make a mistake when the Holy Spirit is leading you. It might be the tiny things. It might be the big things. But the Holy Spirit will start to train you with the tiny things. Turn right, turn left, before he gives you the bigger things. But Holy Spirit, I want you to lead me. I've been working zigzag. I don't think I'm even working in the fullness of the capacity of that which you've called me into. And that's because I've stopped hearing you. I've stopped listening to you. So Holy Spirit, lead me. I need you to take over my entirety. Take over my mind. Take over my body. Change my desire. I need you to lead me. Holy Ghost, we ask you that you lead us. In the season, even as we step into the season of conference, oh God. Lord, we don't want to be consumed by the wrong appetite. We don't want to be consumed by the wrong fire. Holy Ghost, we ask that you lead us. Makalu Father, we ask, Holy Ghost, from this moment, we are led by you. We are led by you in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, lead us. Holy Ghost, lead us. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And then also, boy, still all heads down, all eyes closed. We're going to take the altar call prayer. And we're going to, and if you're here and you know that you've not genuinely turned from your evil ways, turned from the ways that does not please God, you think, if you think you have or you are thinking, then you probably have not. Genuinely turned to God. I'm going to, we're going to give you an opportunity because if you're going to get baptized, you have to repent first. If the zeal of the Lord is going to consume you, you have to repent first. That is the, you cannot skip the foundation. The Bible says the foundation is destroyed. What can the righteous do? You can't skip the foundation. And so if you're making that decision in your heart, we're going to take the altar call prayer and everyone is going to do it together to support those who are making this decision. So we're going to say after me, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change into the person you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God in Jesus' name. And so if you know you said this prayer and you meant it, please, can you raise your hands wherever you are? And there are ushers around who will give you a card. And we want to pray with you. We want to take this journey with you. And so if you meant that prayer and you want us to pray with you, you want us to help you on this journey, please raise your hands wherever you are. All heads down, all eyes closed. If you're making this decision, it is important. This is the foundational decision. Raise your hands wherever. I'm going to give a few more seconds and we're going to go into it. If you're still thinking, if you have doubts, then you've probably not made that decision. All right, let us pray. Our Father, we thank you today because we know we are saved. Lord, we thank you because we know that our relationship with you is there. Father, we pray that we will constantly be led by you. We will be changed by you. In the name of Jesus. And for anyone who will make this decision in the future, watching this video, or anyone online, Father, we pray that there is no turning back for them. In the name of Jesus, they walk with you for the rest of their lives. For in Jesus' most precious name, we have prayed Amen, amen. Let's celebrate Jesus in the Thank show. you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. 
We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Again, text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.